Welcome to another episode of Straight Talk with Strahan. Hey, it's Odie Strahan, and I'm having one of the most amazing days of my life. Hopefully you are too. Let's get this show started. What's going on? What's going on? Welcome to another episode of Straight Talk with Strahan. Guys, we are in for a treat. For today's episode, not one, not two, but three phenomenal guests. We got Coach Jonathan James, Coach Tony Champion, and Coach Bernard Seals from the Consumers River men's basketball team. Today on the episode, excited to have them all three to talk about CRC hoops, as well as to get into, into some straight talk regarding the junior college route, junior college life, junior college basketball, as well as some other quick basketball, hit quick, hit, hit, uh, quick topics. Fellas, are you guys out there? Yes, sir. What's going on? I'm here, man. We good. All right, all right. This is only the second episode where I actually have had three guests on, so this, this, should, this should be fun. Well, listen, like always, I got a lot to get into, so I want to get right into this and not waste any time. So, But before we get started, because uh, I know for, you know, maybe a handful of people out there that they are not quite, you know, familiar with your guys', uh, you know, background or, or backstory, just really quick, what I want to do is give each of you three, uh, you know, just one or two minutes to give a quick backstory on your guys' playing career, actually. So what, whether, you know, what high school you guys played at, college, uh, as well as, you know, if you, I, I know I believe two of you guys went off to play after college. So uh, whatever order you guys want to do, just a quick quick one or two minute backstory on your guys' playing career. Well, uh, you know, uh, Bernard here, Coach Seals, um, grew up in the area, went to Valley High School, um, played Juco ball here at Kasunas River College, and then um, played at Seattle University after that. Coach John here. Uh, Coach Seals always says this is the house that he built, but I was like, nah, I was here before you. Uh, we, we played at, uh, we both played at CRC, as he mentioned. Um, but I'm, I too, from the area, played at Valley High School, played my JC ball right here at Kasunas River College, uh, then played at the University of West Georgia, and then I had the opportunity to play overseas a little bit, um, uh, played over in Ireland. So, and just real quick, um, it is the house that I built because he played in the small gym. We was in the new thing. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you see what you see what I got to go through every day. <laughs> go ahead, Tony. Hey, so, uh, Tony Champion. Uh, Born and raised in Oakland, Bishop O'Dowell High School. Um, went on to play at uh, Sac State. After that, played over, spent a little time in Germany playing. That's awesome. Well, listen, the reason why the reason why I wanted the, the gentleman to have an opportunity uh, to give you a little backstory, because I really want to establish what they were able to accomplish as players and really impress upon you. Uh, the type of experience that the CRC coaching staff has, uh, which I love, you know, because as you guys probably hear me say on every episode, my favorite definition of success is to find someone that has what you want and have them show you how they did it. And I think uh, for everybody out there that, you know, that has an opportunity to play for these gentlemen and maybe in the future be have an opportunity to play for them, just do know that these, are, these, these individuals are, they're practicing, you know, uh, what they preach, they, they, they've got to where you want to get to, uh, where they got to, you know, the college level, D1, you know, high level, uh, it was D2, um, as well as, uh, you know, overseas playing professional basketball, actually getting paid to play this game of basketball, which is, you know, the goal and the dreams of, of many individuals. So just wanted to get that established. So 
Uh, let's get into some CRC talk, uh, basketball talk. I know I had, like I said, had, had the pleasure of having all three of you gentlemen on before, but because of COVID and what have you, there wasn't really much to talk about when it comes to the actual uh, CRC team. So, um, so talk to me about how long uh, y'all each have been with CRC, and you know, how, and discuss how, you know how those how the position came about. I guess we'll start off with you, uh, you Coach James, since you're you know the, the head, head of the crew. So I, I've been, uh, man, so I, I started out my collegiate coaching career uh, at CRC as an assistant. Um, I was an assistant here for, I want to say, six years. Um, and then I left one year. Um, we had just won the conference title. Uh, and the head coach at the time, uh, he took another job. And it was basically one of those situations, well, let's keep the party going. So I went with him and helped him start uh, that new program. And then this job opened up full time. Um, and I was fortunate enough to come back and get here, um, and grab this job. So I've been here as head coach. This is going into my sixth year. Uh, it went by super quick. Um, but I'm six years in total of 12. Wow. Congratulations on that. Thank you. Um, for me, uh, coach Seals, I'm going on year two right now. Um, I actually got started in 2019, um, coaching, training, you know, those are things that were never on my radar. Um, and it just, the way that it happened was just so organic. Um, I had started training around that same time. And I think maybe a couple of months later, um, John reached out to me and, and, and asked me, you know, how I felt about coaching or, or actually helping him out with the guards on the team. And, um, everything else was history from there. We, we just been grinding it out. Yeah, with me, um, it was it was interesting how I got hooked up with John and uh, CRC. Um, he he brought me on. I was lucky enough for him to bring me on um, his first year. But at the time, I was an assistant at uh, Christian Brothers. I was an assistant at Christian Brothers, and we ran into each other at a little summer tournament at Natomas High School, uh, where I was filling in. Uh, coaching um, a team for our youth program we had at Christian Brothers. And John and I ran into each other, started talking, started talking a lot of basketball. And then uh, sometime after that, I think, uh, maybe about a week or so after that, his guy, uh, his, his, his guy reached out to me to, um, to reach out to John about um, getting with the program. So I did. And, you know, uh, that we met and talked about the opportunity and man, I'm blessed. Was it six years later, um, to be helping out? No, that's awesome, man. Like I said, that's a very impressive, uh, uh staff yeah. that you guys have at, at CRC. Um, I mean, like I said, I, put it amongst when it comes to experience and the type of thing, the type of accolades you guys were able to accomplish as players amongst the top, amongst any other junior college around here, uh, definitely locally. Uh, talk to me about some specific goals you guys have for, you know, for the program, a uh, CRC that are just non-negotiable for you guys. So, you know, some things that you guys are just, you know, just bent, you know, when it comes to that's going to get accomplished here. Uh, it can even be this season and beyond. What, what are some specific, you know, non-negotiables that you guys have, you know, as a whole? Real quick, before we get into it, before we get into it, you said something that I want to get into. The amount of experience, playing experience, coaching experience that we have on this staff is 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 is, is unparalleled. 
right? Because we have the, the kids that we that we come across, they are they are just like us. They're just like us and they're looking for guidance and direction. And and sometimes I think CRC is the like the best kept secret, but you got a lot of coaches here at CRC that know how to get it done, that know what it takes to get to the next level. And that's something that I want all of Sacramento to know that what you're looking for in these other places is right here. And you get everything from the from the from the player development, the skill development, from the academics. We all we all got our degrees. We all we just didn't go to college and play. We all went to college and graduated. Like we've done it. We played professionally. Everything that these kids want to do is right here, and we can show you how to do it. You just got to be willing to come here. I'm sorry, I had to give you that one. No, hey, I, I agree 100%. Like I said, this is straight talk. That's why when I, you know, when I, when I thought about this episode and bringing you guys back, I was actually just kind of blown back, you know, with, you know, with the resume. I had known about you, you know, Tony, and then, you know, uh, talking to B Seals and like, I was just looking at your guys' resume. I was like, th- th- their resume is impeccable. When it, when it comes to, if I was a player, uh, you know, and I, I, I had to go to Juco route on my journey, uh, what better staff would I want to go to? Obviously, at some point, you guys would be able to hit, you know, you know, every pothole they possibly could hit, right? To have them avoid it. Or uh, you, you'd, be able, you'd be able to guide them in the right direction to get to that, you know, that, that, that D1 level, that overseas uh, contract, it, it, the ins and outs on, you know, agents and, and all the logistics behind it. So, no, I, I, I agree 100%, man. So, no, no problem with uh, uh, putting that in there. Actually, I actually really enjoy that. But let's get into it, though. What are some specific goals? All that being said, what are some specific goals out there? And I'm not talking about, you know, the, you know, the generic, you know, PC ones, but where are some real specific goals that you guys have for the program that are just non-negotiable with you guys that's going to be, like I said, just irrefutable that's going to get accomplished? State chip. <laughs> there, there, really, there really is nothing else to say but state chip. That's the mindset that we have at this point. Um, yeah, we, you know, we'll start conference titles, playoff runs, but state chip is what we're trying to do, and, and it will happen within the next couple. It will I feel it, and, and we're going to make sure it gets done. As we know, Coach Shields isn't uh, shy about talking that talk. Uh, but, but definitely a state title. Uh, but, you know, the, the pieces that, that come before that, um, some things that are not negotiable for us. Uh, you got to be a student uh, because that's part of it. That is part of it. And if we're talking about going to the next level, um, being academically sound is important. You know, it's, you know, coaches, these four year coaches got to be able to get you in a school and you got to, you know, most guys that come JC, um, they're non-qualifiers. So they have to get their AA. So that's that's one thing. You got to be a student first and then you got to come here and be willing to work. Don't come here like 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 you just like you got it already because you don't. And that's okay. That's why you're here to get better, to be coached up Um, and, and, and lastly, compete like compete like if you just come in and compete no matter where you are like compete that 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 makes a difference because if you i want to go down with the guys who's going to fight that's the thing that we that that we really compete that you got to be ready to fight and be down to go for the for the for the, for the long haul and if you come and do that thing you'll be successful those are the three things that are that are kind of non-negotiable for us um and I guarantee once you once you come in and you have that mindset, you'll be successful. Here, here's the thing with us, like three of us, we're all competitors. 
right? We've all competed at, at high levels in college and, you know, coast at high levels and, you know, uh, a little bit of professional experience there too. So we always want to win, right? We want to win in the classroom. We want to win on the court. We want to win playing dominoes, all that. Like losing, losing in any of those areas is not an option, right? So also, you know, everybody has like their own demons. So like Coach John said, like coming in every single day, everybody's got to be consistently coming in every day trying to get better, right? And winning and conference chip, big eight chip and state chip is a byproduct of all that consistency, starting in the classroom, starting with being uh, a good teammate, uh, in the weight room, uh, you know, extra work, getting shots up, doing our three-on-three drills and, and sprints and practice. All that stuff is all, it all adds up to what the ultimate goals are, which is be the best academically, be the best um, basketball program in the state. I love it. You guys uh, are all laser focused on what needs to be done. It sounds like the blueprints Ray laid out. And like I said, the, the, the vision is crystal clear on what's going to, what's going to happen. Not, not, not what you guys want to happen, but what's going to happen. It's just a matter uh, obviously of who's going to be there to help you do it with the players and, and, and exactly when that's going to happen. So I love it. Talk to me about uh, last year having to deal with COVID. We all know, you know, COVID put a damper on, you know, on the season. How did that impact things? Uh, specifically what I wanted to uh, hit on is how did that impact like the sophomores uh, that were on that team, you know, as well as recruiting for this coming season? So uh, with the sophomores, I, I kind of seen the writing on the wall um, and, and kind of knew what it was going to be and kind of anticipating not having the season. Um, so I, I kind of started early on, on just kind of promoting those guys, uh, getting film out um, just in case we didn't have a season and we had to go off of that freshman year film. Um, you know, we were sending out films from, from individual workouts and things like that. Uh, because we didn't want to be, you know, I didn't want those guys to be kind of stuck uh, without a place to play. So uh, all our guys during the pandemic uh, that were eligible to, to, to move on, they did. Um, so that's one thing that I'm, I'm super proud of um, in, in that. But it, it, it was a tough year, um, not so much for the sophomores, but for the incoming freshmen. That, that was super tough because you got to think your first year in college, you're dealing with a pandemic. You don't get to be around your coaches. You don't get to be around your peers. You don't get to be in the gym. Um, and, and we've seen a lot of guys kind of just quit, kind of just give up um, because they, they, they couldn't do the online learning. Um, they couldn't, you know, they got tired of the Zooms. Um, it, was a, it, was a, it was a connectedness that just was no longer there. Um, and so that was tough to see. And we did everything that we could do as coaches to kind of, you know, push them along. Uh, and we have more that, you know, made it through um, that than didn't, but the ones that didn't, it, it was kind of tough to see them um, not make it, uh, you know, you know, because of this pandemic. What, what about from the recruiting piece? Oh, I know somebody want to add on to that, but I was, I was really thinking about from the recruiting piece, because, you know, because uh, of the, the, the exposure being so limited uh, last year, that's really what one thing I, I was from the junior college standpoint, really something that I was intrigued and interested about is, you know, how, how was the recruiting with you, with, you know, 
such limited exposure? Well, I think, I think with the, with the recruiting aspect, um, being able to, to interact via social media, um, things of that nature that really helped with communicating with guys, whether it be highlight tapes that they post or events that they've went to, um, being able to talk to them that way. Um, and then getting out eventually and being able to see them at these venues when, you know, when the restrictions let up and all that, it, it made it, it, it was it was a different approach, but it, it made it, it made everything doable. It actually, um, for me, it allowed me to grow more um, recruiting wise and find different avenues to, to be able to reach these guys. So that's the only time I will I will say I like social media <laughs> because <laughs> we, we <laughs> like coastal uh, mentioned we. We had a lot of guys, you know, took it upon themselves to kind of post their own videos and things like that. So we were able to see a lot of a lot of guys, uh, you know, from the comforts of our of our couches, you know. So that helped out. That helped out a lot. Um, so, but you know, recruiting is always a challenge at this level. It's always a challenge. Uh, and so we were actually, it really didn't bother us that we were in a pandemic recruiting because we were used to, you know, dealing with everything. Thing, uh during a normal uh uh year so it was kind of like well let's just make it work you know we roll with the punches and, and, and get it done some way somehow so it really wasn't you know from, from a coaching standpoint it really wasn't that tough to do what we do on the recruiting front um but I think it was more I think it was challenging for players uh because there were so many players looking for a place to play and a lot of players who maybe at one point had interest from four-year coaches that interest went away because, you know, we all know about the, 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 um, the, uh, the, the NCAA transfer portal coaches were going there first. So it was thousands and thousands of kids that had to go JC. So, you know, it was an abundance of kids, you know, looking for JC homes. So it was tough, tougher on the, on the kids, I think. When it comes down to recruiting, it's, it's it, a lot of it's, most of it's relationship building anyway, right? So social media is, is like that hook. You know, you, you, you see the kids, you know, you start contacting coaches, whether AAU or high school, you start to learn about them and, and, and their backstory. And like Seals was saying, you know, eventually, you know, when, when things start opening up, you, you get a chance to go out um and, and see a little bit but you know that that relationship piece and, and connection is huge COVID or not it gotcha. also it all, straight hand for 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 me as well it, it separated the basketball players from the hoopers mm. because a lot of guys um it's easy to talk about what you want to do and what you want to accomplish and when you're faced with adversity are you going to fold? Are you going to use that adversity as an excuse? And I was able to see certain guys who, who really talked to talk and walked to walk and, and kept their body up and, and, and pushed through whatever they had to different workouts, uh, different types of runs, different venues that they worked out at. Um, it, it separated a lot of guys too. It definitely separated. 100%. 100%. Was you know, that. I was going to say, they always say time will promote your exposure. And that definitely was one example, because you're right. I mean, there are some players, as you guys know, you know, I coach AAU and I, I, I went to tournaments once they, uh, you know, 
came back and we started having two terms. And there are some, there are some players I didn't recognize, man, because they had put on no exaggeration, 30, 40 pounds, man, 30, 40 I, pounds. And I mean, they, they went from a two guard to a uh, overweight center. Yeah. I couldn't believe yeah. it, you know, no. And, <laughs> and, and then you saw other guys that, you know, were, uh, you know, where people were laying off them because, you know, they didn't have a burner. They didn't have a strap. And all of a sudden now, now they're, they're, they're dropping these threes like they're free throws because they're in there getting their reps in. So, um, no, I, I completely get that. And it definitely it definitely did distinguish the difference between the two who really wanted it and, and the real hoopers. So uh, that's really interesting, though, that you guys said about social media. This is what I love about these, you know, these type of episodes, you know, because I, I do I, I mean, you know, you, you can only get so much from a mixtape. Let's be honest. There's no mixtapes that's going to have 12 misses on there. Right. <laughs> you know, right. Uh, there's, you're, you're, you could go seven for 25, but you ain't going to see the 18 misses. You're going to see the seven shots made. So you got to take that with a grain of salt, but uh, no, I, I get that though, but that's good that you guys mentioned that because um, obviously God willing, we don't have to deal with this moving forward when it comes to like a pandemic like that, but it does show, it does show whether you love it or you hate it. It does show the importance of social media um, that it's, it's inevitable. You got to have some, some form of social media presence uh, one way or another to get footage out there. So that's really, really good. that You guys mentioned that. I love that. Um, yeah. Uh, real, real quick for, yeah. for, for, for coaches. And when we're looking at highlights and stuff on social media, whatever the case may be, all those things, all those things do is peak our interest, right? So coaches, I don't think any coach, or any good coach, I fell for one. <laughs> any good coach is <laughs> a highlight tape and say, that's the one, right? I, it, it, they, it, it just doesn't happen like that, except for that one time when Seals did. <laughs> but, you know, it, it doesn't happen like that. It piques our interest, and then we do a little more digging and get actual game film and, and, and do our due diligence on academics and things like that. But the highlight tape, you know, it, it piques our interest and then we kind of go, we kind of go from there. And sometimes it's, you know, the highlight tape does uh, uh, translate to the actual game, you know, the game film. And a lot of times it doesn't. <laughs> and a lot of times it absolutely, absolutely doesn't. So the power of social media is there. You just gotta, you have to use it um, in the right way, you know, from a recruiting standpoint. Hey guys, I'll be the first to admit, I, I you know, I had a, a company called Playmakers Mixtape, which then spun off just to a, a apparel company, but I made mixtapes, you know, for years, for years. And that's the reason why I know the power of a mixtape, how you could pretty much make any player look like a player, if you know what I'm talking about. So, but that makes, that makes, uh, you know, cause you're going to get, you know, five or six, seven, eight plays in a, in, in a three game tournament. You can make, you can make any player look good on a mixtape is what I'm just trying to get, but, but that's good. But but duly noted, you know, it should be duly noted by those players out there that, you know, that just piques interest, obviously brings awareness. But at the end of the day, you know, they're going to find out if you really have the game, you know, if it's if it's somebody that you're truly interested in. So makes complete sense. Uh, let, let's talk about uh, this year's team specifically. You know, come, what can we expect from uh, this year's team and um, not to, you know, uh, you know, uh, highlight one player over the other, but is there any specific player you guys feel that's going that's due for a breakout year this year? Hey, quick break here. Sorry to interrupt the podcast, but we'll get right back to it. When it comes to your CBD, quality matters. For all natural relief, visit simplegardencbd.com. 
if 2020 taught us anything, it's how important our mental and physical health is. Simple Garden CBD specializes in third-party lab-tested, premium-quality CBD products that deliver consistent potency and purity you can count on. Utilizing industry-best extracting methods and ingredients, Simple Garden CBD is proof that not all CBD is created equal. Go check out their amazing lineup of premium CBD vapes, great-tasting full-spectrum, and THC-free tincture oils, as well as their delicious Delta 8 gummies that are absolutely amazing. And don't forget, they also carry some of the latest vape battery technology and designs on the market. So shop now at SimpleGardenCBD.com and use discount code STRAYHAND15 and save 15% on your order. That's right, I said it. Save 15% on your order using discount code STRAYHAND15. Get your order in now and experience the amazing benefits of premium quality CBD for yourself. Add Simple Garden CBD to your health and wellness regimen today. Real CBD, real results. Dogs only. Dogs only. Now nah, that that was like we we really our approach um, in this team uh, this year is just we just want fighters. We want competitors. We want guys that want to get better. Um, and I think we we've done a good job of bringing a collective of guys that are just dogs that just want to fight, want to scrap. We got a few pups that we're working on, but for the most part, we <laughs> have we have dogs, and it's just the biggest thing for me going into this season uh, is just getting guys to learn how to compete because a lot of guys think they know how to compete, but they really don't. And we want to get them to learn how to compete um, and, 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 and learn how to really play basketball. Um, college basketball is different from high school basketball, different from AAU basketball. And, and some of these some of these guys, that get a rude awakening uh, when they get here. Um, so we, we just, you know, really dogs only. We have a it, it's it's hard to highlight one player um, because we just have so many talented guys at every position um you know coach Fields, he's, he's done a great job um with identifying you know you know really really talented guards coach tony really finding you know really really talented posts um you know so it, it's hard to highlight one um people are just gonna have to catch the live stream since we have no fans this year catch the live fan uh, live stream of, of the game no we we definitely have um a deep roster, um, guys that can do multiple things, um, play both ends of the floor. We got a lot of length. Um, I expect my expectations for this group are high. Like I said, I'm, I'm always gunning to, to hit the playoffs, state cha state championship, something we, 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 we got to put the school on the map, the city on the map. Um, like coach said, there's not one guy to highlight because it's literally it's, it's a Swiss army knife that we're working with and, and everybody can get the job done. And, and you're going to have to keep an eye out for, for one through 14. Um, that that's how we come in this year. We, we always put our guys in situations to compete, right? It's like, all right, who wants it? Um, if you, if you're familiar with call of duty, I like to call it, uh, you know, like the gulag of, of trying to get minutes, everybody fighting and scrapping in practice, but still supporting each other. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it, it's dogs we looking for and it's, it's bigger dogs that, that we're developing. It's always a development process. And then collectively it is, is going to be, it's going to be fun to watch from, from number one to number 16, however many we're going to 
end up with on our final roster. It's, it's, it's going to be fun and exciting. And like Coach said, exciting to watch on live stream. And we, we still want to bring, bring that competitive nature, find four state title. Uh, oh, absolutely. Uh, I, I, I'm sorry. I, I do want, I do kind of want to throw a name in there. Um, and a kid that, 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 that has, you know, we mentioned, you know, what are you doing in that, that COVID year, that downtime? Um, and we have a returner, uh, Dylan Yahweh, 6'10", sophomore. Oh, my goodness. Yes, big fella. I, I'm big excited, fella. excited to talk about changing his body, confidence, um, just through the roof. Uh, he's going to be exciting to watch. He's going to be exciting to watch. And we've seen him, you know, from he was a you know freshman, a guy trying to figure it out out of Franklin High School to now where he's a leader, one of the leaders, uh, you know, on our team. Um, and he's going to have a heck of a sophomore campaign. No, I look, we'll look forward to uh, checking him out on the live stream. I actually, you just taught me something new just now. I didn't, I didn't realize that uh, there was going to be no fans at, at, at JUCO this year. So a little disappointed yeah. to hear that, but hey, I'll get, I'll get it on the live stream. You know, we'll stay solution oriented. It's no, no, no biggie. Uh, or, 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 you know, I, I have a few friends on the coaching staff. Maybe they can sneak me in on the, on the bench. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> I'm just playing. <laughs> I'm just playing. Hey, so let's get to some recruiting. Let's talk about recruiting, especially, you know, how it looks at the JC level. Uh, specifically here in Elk Grove, Sacramento area, you, you know, where there's so much talent, you know, coming out of this area. Uh, you know, talk to me about your guys' approach when it comes to recruiting. Uh, for, for myself and, 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 you know, going through the process ourselves, it was huge. But I, I just try to be honest with guys, you know, what, what I see in them, uh, what I feel they can reach potential wise, what we have to offer for them to help them on and off the court. Um, and, and the fact that we have their back, uh, it's not just like, a, a, yeah, we got your back. And then when you're at your, when you're done with the program, you're done and we don't talk to you. Now it's not like that at all. I mean, it's, 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 we're really invested in guys. And that's something that I try to um, definitely let them know that it, it's not us using you. It's not a two year thing. It, it's going to benefit everybody. And, and we really want to see you succeed, whether it's on or off the court. We're going to give you the game that you need to be prepared to win in life. And um, that truth, man, truth and recruiting. I, I just try to use the truth. It, it's, it's, it's very, it's very important that, um, that, that kids understand that if, if you're being recruited and all you're hearing is the great things, it has to raise some type of red flag. Uh, with us, we're going to tell you, you know, the good and the not so good. And then the not so good just consists of things that we see falls in your game, things, areas of improvement, um, you know, and, and that's OK, because we all are constantly trying to get better in our crafts. Um, you know, as you know, this area is 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 super, super um, rich with, with talent. You know, we have I don't even know how many high schools we have. You know, or I was it about 10. You know, just in the like within like the proximity five miles from CRC is probably like, you know, 10 high schools, you know, so the talent is, is there um, and every school has has a piece that we go after, you know, every year. Man, a big thing, man, like a lot of, with a lot of these high high school kids is is empowerment um, and like Seals and John said you know, it's keeping it real. It's like what we see in them, 
right now, how they can even get better with that. I always call it, uh, you know, their superpowers, maximize your superpowers, super huge. But then also, how can we add what we see and how we can add more tools to your toolbox and make you an even better player, you know, uh, get you more looks so you can, you can, um, you know, graduate from, from CRC and, and what we got to bring to the table with every single member of our staff. Because like, again, y'all mentioned it earlier, you know, we've, we've been there, done that, know the formula. This is how we can help you. And it's so much talent in the area. It's, it's ridiculous. It's so much talent. And it's, it's, you know, it's also really no promises either. It's, it's look, we, we know you can come in our program, contribute, and you're going to battle because there's somebody, there's somebody that you're going to have to look in the eye day in and day out and go to war with all right, to try to win and get better. It it was a it was a point in time where you kind of you kind of just went to CRC. It was a point in time where you kind of just went to CRC. That's just what it what it was. Way back when. Um, that's no longer. Like that those those days are no longer. Like we've I've probably turned away more kids this year than I have as an assistant in my first four years, five years, um, just because it, it's not that like we, we want the, the kids that want to come in, want to compete and we recruit you and you pass and you circle back around. We've moved on. We moved on and we've, we, we found the right pieces to fit us. And, and, and one thing is, is, is very important. We go and we, we attract and we speak to those who, those who, those who want to be spoken to, those who want to be recruited by us, we go get them. And you have to, it has to be a, a marriage, so to speak. It has to be a mutual, um, kind of a, a mutual deal. And, you know, the recruiting process, yes, we do court players and go after them. But after a while, that gets old. It's either you want to come here and get better or, or you don't. And that's fine if you don't. You just know you got to match up at some point and we'll see you down the road. And you and, and you know why it's easy to take that approach at this point? It's because we're one, telling 100% the truth, and two, we believe in what we're doing. And it's gonna be there. And if you don't believe in what we're doing, it's okay. Absolutely. We'll see you soon. No, I love it. You got belief, conviction, and what the program stands for and what you guys are gonna be able to accomplish. Uh, you could have that, you know, uh, a position of strength when you're recruiting, which obviously, you know, makes a world of difference. That's for sure. Let me ask you guys this. What's the best advice that you could give, you know, someone that maybe didn't get into that school they desire? We're talking about maybe, you know, a top enchalant player for whatever reason, whether, you know, academically or, or whatever it may be. Uh, you know, as we you know, there's a lot of things that happen, a lot of things that have to happen correct. Actually, you know what? A lot of things have to happen correctly and it has to fall in the right places, to be perfectly honest. You guys know for you to get to that, you know, high D1, even mid-majors that people want to get 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 into. But what um, what's the best advice you have for someone that didn't get into that school they desired and that had a fallback on JC uh, to keep their playing career going? You know, wh what are some things you guys feel there? Actually, what do you guys feel is the advantage of going to the junior college route for that for that individual? Well, I, I mean, going having to go this route is 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 a humbling experience if if you've expected something bigger, right? So hopefully, with that humbling experience, it does nothing but light a fire to make you hungrier and and, and make you really want to achieve that goal of playing at whatever level it is that you 
thought you should have been at. Um, as far as advice, I wouldn't even, I, I would oppose a question to that individual and ask them what have they sacrificed for their dream? There has to be something that they are missing or something that they're not sacrificing that's not getting them over the hill. And now that you're at this level, the level where we got to grind it out, where we got to come out the dark, are you wanting to get to it? And if so, then let's get to it. That's, um, I, I, I mean, I want to echo everything that Sills, um, Sills, Sills just said, it's Coach James, by the way, um, because it, it's literally those that have to come this route, um, understand it's not a, it's not a, it's not a, it's a, it's a, just a change of route. You know, we all had probably all that we out of high school, we get in the scholarly, we out of here, D1. So we all probably had those thoughts at one point or another. Um, but you know, things happen. And so we had to redirect our route. We didn't change the destination. We just changed the route that we're taking. And, and so I would, I would definitely always, always, always tell those, uh, you know, those young student athletes that, that are coming through the JC, Hey, your goals, your destination, they're still there. We're still on that mission. We're just taking a different route, but we're going to get there as long as you're committed to getting to that destination. It's all about consistency, um, consistency in what your capabilities are, the tools you got in your toolbox, um, even your limitations. Um, every place ain't for everybody, right? Um, hell, even every game ain't for everybody to play 40 minutes. But I think the big thing is, is to keep it real. What What is your ticket? What's going to make you successful? What's going to make you you know, uh, play at the next level because let's face it, like, this is a, it's a privilege and you got to earn it. You got to take it, right? It's a dog fight. It's a dog fight every single day. And at the JC level, like, it's, it's so much talent, uh, so many dogs out there, everybody's hungry, right? And it's a, it's a privilege to play after high school because that funnel gets short. That talent pool gets smaller. Right. As you get older, people get bigger, stronger, faster. Uh, working out more and tools for toolbox. And that funnel smaller. And so you gotta stay consistent, stay adult, and, and be be real with yourself. I love it, man. Those those are, those are all all great answers. Uh, and I know in, in two of your guys' cases, you guys went the JUCO route. I know Tony obviously went to straight to Sac State, but with Coach James and Coach Seals, uh, you guys started at the JUCO level before going to West Georgia and Seattle, respectively. So this is just for you two in this case. What do you feel that you guys gained the most? You know, what did you gain the most by going that junior college route specifically? So what was it that you think you may not have received or may not have got or, you know, it's one aspect that you got from JUCO that you wouldn't have got if you went directly to West Georgia, if you went directly to Seattle? A humbling experience. <laughs> for, for a guy like myself, the, that humbling experience was needed. Um, you know, some of us with talent, um, sometimes we're not always the, 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 the role models that we need to be with the talent that we have. And, and, and we need that humbling experience. It, it'll make you lock in. If you're really someone with some talent or, or someone who feels you can play at that next level, that humbling experience is only going to make you work harder, make you stop doing the things that you were doing that may have gotten your way, putting hurdles in your in, in the way of your future. Um, 
it just for me it just it just turned on the light the light bulb and it was time to go otherwise i would have been done and working at sam's club or something <laughs> down the street hey i worked at sam's club doing college a great job i'm just uh, talking about that <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's coach, coach, coach james here um i got i got a i i got a appreciation for the game um uh i, I really realized what i had um and how you know you're literally a step away from not having it you're sometimes you're one decision away and it's not your decision it could be a coach's decision we're not going that way we're going to go this route and you don't get the scholarship um so i learned an appreciation um uh for the game and, and and the opportunity to play and and for me i was trying to kill everything like once it clicked for me i was like nah it's either literally it's either me or him I, I was I, I I appreciated every moment I got a chance to step on the court and compete and I and I and I and I never that never went away even to this day you know I appreciate just being here as a coach um, it was a it was a it was a it was a super super high respect and appreciation for the game that I don't think I had necessarily coming out of high school because I didn't know necessarily what it took to be a collegiate athlete and what it took to be a scholarship athlete. I thought everybody just got scholarships if you could play, um, you know, but, you know, you're young and naive. You don't know until you know. No, that's awesome. So it sounds like, you know, that it's uh, irrefutable that the the junior college route was, you know, very critical to your guys' success. Um, and in this case, you know, sometimes you got to eat that humble pie, you know, and then, you know, you got to have, experiences like that that bring out the hunger well first of all the appreciation for what you have and the, and the opportunity that you have that most people don't have first and foremost uh but then they, they bring out that hunger and, and just, would, you know just go ahead i wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for the jc experience and that's a fact without my jc coaches i wouldn't be here without without honestly without crc like i'm 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 at crc as a head coach um not just because I can coach, which I can't coach my tail off, but I'm alumni here. I'm 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 a product of Consumers River College in all in in, in every way possible. Um, literally, Consumers River College set me up for life, and I didn't even realize what was happening back in 1999 when I graduated high school. But it came full circle, and without Consumers River College. I wouldn't be who I am today because I had super influential coaches and Coach Clark and Coach Wilder when I was here as 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 a coach and, and Coach Wilder, who then was assistant for James Jesus Kamazi, who hired me as an assistant, and 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 Coach Wilder had a he was, you know, Coach uh, Gio's right hand, um, and and he signed off on me, hired this guy, and which ultimately got me, you know into the college level as an assistant coach. And then Gio, who was like my mentor, um, I appreciate him so much, you know, was a was a huge advocate for me in um, getting this job. So again, without Consumers Rural College, without the JC experience, I wouldn't be here today. And 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 I know what what coach just said was super serious. I just want everybody out there to pay attention to the fact that he said 1999 and they were in the small gym. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man.
<laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That was heavy, though. No, no, but that was heavy when it comes to the type of, uh, um, you know, the impact that the school had, you know, on you, uh, despite being in a small gym, as Coach Seals has just mentioned. <laughs> let, well, let me ask you guys this, because I, I really wanted to get your guys' take on, you know, actual specific scenarios that's out there. Um, so it's, I mean, all three of you guys could take it or if it's just one or two, it's up to you guys. But what's your, what's your guys' guys' take on a player that um, after high school, you know, has an opportunity to, you know, walk on at a, you know, just say a mid-major or, or even a D1 has an opportunity to uh, walk on, as we all know, the the walk-on routes not, is definitely a challenging route. And that's probably an understatement, right? Uh, taking that route as opposed to going to JC and being able to fully showcase, you know, their skill set and, and, and still having the opportunity to accomplish their goal that they had initially coming out of high school. What's your guys' take on that or maybe advice uh, for that for that scenario? Because, I, I mean, I know I'm thinking I, when I asked this question, there's a specific couple of players I had in mind, and I'm pretty sure they're not the only players that, that run into this scenario. I think this question is 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 definitely catered towards uh, Coach Tony and Coach Seal. So. I'll let Coach uh, Tony hit it and then Coach Seals. You know, it, it kind of depends on um, what you want. You know what I'm saying? Uh, what you want in the long run, what you're looking for in the long run. Because that 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 walk-on, that walk-on situation, like you said, it ain't it ain't glitter and gold. You know what I'm saying? You're you're a lot of times you are the team manager, right? You're gonna be responsible for for all for the bags and the equipment and you know and you may see two minutes on the floor the entire year some guys may be may be happy with that uh some and there's nothing wrong with that right it could, because maybe uh a they can afford it i don't know um b maybe they're they're grateful for the opportunity for um you know being a part of a team and a program um, but there's nothing wrong with that. Um, but if your desire is to play, play, um, then you got you you got to realize that um, like it, it's going to be a fight, and it's going to be a long fight, and it's going to be a long sacrifice to not only just do all the workouts and have the academic requirements as everybody else, but to do the dirty work from from uh sweeping the floor to to the bags and everything so it, it's not it's not all glitter and gold um and and some people there are a lot of success stories where where guys turn in the scholarships and those those are priceless like those moments are priceless it but it just all depends on the individual in their situation um at sac state I know a lot of people try to walk on simply because it was Sac State, and a lot of people just thought they could just come on and 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 get on. And to this day, to this day, there's a lot of people that's like, "Yeah, I played at Sac State." When you know, it was like, "Okay, maybe you came in and try it out one time." But you know, it's it is it it goes along with kind of what I said earlier, like kind of be real with yourself and what you want. I feel like walk on the, a walk on situation. It boils down to your your um, your financial situation first, right? Um, if you if you're 
if you're going into a walking situation where you have grants and things like that, and you're not going into debt and you feel that, um, you know, you want to bet on yourself, you're going to put the work in and that, and that you'll eventually crack that lineup, go for it. Um, if you're in a situation where you're taking out loans, you're going to go 17 grand in debt. Um, coaches don't even know who you are. You're just going to, to a tryout. I wouldn't suggest doing that um, when you can go the JC route, get two years free, actually get some playing time and get yourself in position to, to get a scholarship for that. Um, and it's, it's also humbling as a walk-on experience. When I first graduated from Valley in 2001, I went back East to Morgan state in Baltimore and it was a walk-on situation. Now the coaches knew about me because they had tapes and everything else. Uh, Dr. Alan Rowe helped me get a, get out there. Um, but it was, you know, 150 guys out there, you know, guys who felt like they should have been on the team last year. You have an open run. And then once you get boiled down to that, they narrow it down to four or five. Now you get to try to try out with the team and, and they're trying to murder you. The, the coaches are trying to run you into the dirt. The guys aren't giving you no type of love. Your, your locker is all the way back in the back. You know what I mean? Like it, it, it's a humbling experience as well. But but if you can foresee the future and it's what you want to do, then go for it. Um, but again, financially, et cetera, you can go a different route and, and, and save yourself some debt as well. Hey, quick break here. Sorry to interrupt the podcast. Are you in need of an updated headshot or a family portrait? Looking for an experienced wedding photographer? What you see is what you get. And Tara Nicole Photo, which has been featured both online and in magazines, offers one-of-a-kind experiences with beautiful memories captured that you will cherish for years to come. She's been in business for over five years and has traveled all over for her clients. Don't take my word for it. Check out TaraNicolePhoto.com today. That's T-A-R-A-NicolePhoto.com. And see how talented and unique her work truly is. Mention Straight Talk with Strahan for 20% off your first session. And make sure to ask about current VIP customer promotions and giveaways. Restrictions may apply to your discount and scheduling is based on availability. So make sure to check out TaraNicolePhoto.com. That's T-A-R-A-NicolePhoto.com. No, I love it. That's great feedback, guys. I mean, hopefully, so for people out there, hopefully you guys really took in what uh, both uh, Tony and Seal said just now, because like I said, those they're, they're dropping some gems here, uh, some things that definitely you you want to, you know, look out for and, and look in the mirror and see, you know, if that's something that's relevant, you know, to, you know, to your, to your situation and some, you know, once again, from people that actually have lived that life and, and knows what it takes, you know, when it comes to being a walk on and, you know, and some, some, fa some determining factors that you should look into when it comes to making that decision. So appreciate that. Uh, let me ask you guys this. Do you guys feel with the current state of basketball that the junior college, at least right now, you know, the junior college is more of a viable option instead of like a backdrop, you know, cause a lot of times people, oh, I, you know, they didn't get to where they wanted to get to. So I'm going to go to the junior college route. Do you feel like there's a little bit of a shift now when it comes to, you know, whether it be, you know, national Juco or even, you know, the, the local Juco, uh, as being more of a viable option, uh, you know, and, and then, you know, making, making the name for yourself or maybe reestablishing yourself for that two years against, you know, heavy competition. Cause you know, Juco, look at the rosters from up and down at every team. There's major talent at, at, at the Juco level. Um, do you feel, like I said, that the shift has changed when it comes to how JC's looked at? I would say uh, slightly. I think it's changed slightly uh, only because we added a, we added a new player in the in the game, and that's prep prep schools. 
Um, and now that becomes an, uh, a huge option for these guys coming out of high school. Um, <clears throat> but what, what I'm noticing is some guys will go the prep route and then come to JC after. Um, so it, it's kind of like a go-between, um, but eventually we are getting, you know, some of these guys. Um, but I think, I, I think this year, will will be a kind of telltale year because there is so much talent out there that are attending jc's and i think kids coming out of high school you know the next couple of years um i think they're going to see the talent and, and, and see guys move on and um be a part of real collegiate teams and i think they're going to start trickling in um even more so so um you know it, it's a it, it's kind of tough to tell right now only because we have that dynamic of the prep schools um but i think we're getting we're getting there be only because you know four years you know they have they got they have players on top of players you know in the transfer portal and, and that eliminates a, a, a lot of a lot of high school guys that are kind of on the cusp of of being scholarship uh players i i feel like the vision changes for the for the for individual hoopers um based on whoever's around them feeding them information. I think that um, basketball purists, uh, people who've actually played the game, been through the game, um, understand the importance of JUCO. I think <clears throat> the individuals in AAU and prep who may be self-first, program first, um, like to pump out a different narrative in regards to JUCO. Um, for their program, because it, it basically, if, if it, it's the way that things look, okay, my AAU program sent six guys to this prep. So it, it looks better. It's like, it's like, it's like the microwave culture versus off the stove. You know, they want to go in the microwave and have these fantastic results when you, you got to really cook it on the stove. You got to send them through this process. These guys aren't ready and you're trying to make them believe that they are and going that route just actually ends up hindering them because they end up at JC anyway without the benefits that they would receive if they initially went to JC straight out of high school. But that's another topic in regards to the, their finances and things like that. Got it. Got it. One, one last question. And I just want to get into some, you know, quick hits some hoop topics uh, before we close out, but one last, it's, it's definitely generic uh, and it's cliche, but I, but I do like to ask that you guys know, um, what are some long-term goals that you guys, you know, have for yourself, you know, personally, but as well as so long-term goals for you guys individually, but as well as what you got some goals you guys have while you're at CRC. I'm trying to be the best trainer in Sacramento. Now I'm playing. Uh, <laughs> I'm just like, for me, it's, it's just to continue to grow, continue to grow with the game, give back to the game um, in this position. Um, what I didn't give as a player. Um, so trying to really help these guys get to to the next level and continue to grow. For me, it's just continue to grow and, and be a positive um, influence on the, the game and the culture uh, for our city and, and, and for other surrounding cities. Uh, for me, uh, Coach James, um, for me, uh, and this is kind of a, a new found goal that I kind of, you know, kind of developed over the COVID, a uh, little COVID break that we had, I, I want to see, um, I want to see 150 uh, stu student athletes, players that I had um, graduate with four-year degrees. 
Um, that's kind of my overarching goal when I'm all when it's all said and done uh, with coaching. Um, I want to see 150 kids with four year degrees um, that I had an opportunity of you know working with. Uh, with me, uh, the process day in and day out is is to continue to help guide these kids to where they want to go. Uh, help them maximize their superpowers, uh, graduate, uh, become awesome men, um, fathers, husbands, things of that nature. Um, that, that And that's just day in and day out. Um, uh, ultimate professional goal for me is to have my own program. Um, uh, a goal is to, you know, want to have, have my own JC program and be able to schedule games against coach john every year <laughs> uh but that that that's a that's a professional call right hey it's coach Tony john said you'll get smacked <laughs> <laughs> i like it man hey i like it <laughs> let's, let's, let's get let, let's let's get some uh some hoop topics here um might be somewhat controversial, but you know, well, eh, it is what it is. We have some straight talk on here. That's how we do it. So, uh, what's your thoughts on holdbacks? I always want to get you guys feedback on this. What's your thoughts on holdbacks? Good, bad, indifferent. Weak. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not for it, man. I, I just, especially when it's just for the purposes of athletics, and I'm not for it. I think that I think that's whack. I think that's super whack. Um, is you got to play with the guy. You got to play against the guys that you, that are your age, that are whatever, because here's the thing. They're all, they're saying they're holding back kids so they can get an opportunity to get scholarship, whatever. Do they realize that once you get in college, you might be 18, 19 years old, but this guy, 24, 25, <laughs> it don't matter. It don't matter. What's really the point? I'm not for it. I'm not for it at all not doing yeah. these kids any justice man like it's like coach said like at some point it's going to end up catching up and then you know it, it reality's going to set in i iron sharpens sharpens iron you know what i'm saying so why why hold the kid back like everybody's development is different so be real with that and be okay with that and just keep working if anything get your butt kicked by guys that are four years older for a little while and it's just going to catch up and go end up being better in the long run. Yeah. All right. It just looks bad when you you've been held back one or two years and you still aren't just like murdering the competition. Then it just turns into like, ah, like, what are you, what, what are you doing? Like, yeah, what are you doing? It, it's, uh, I just, I, I say get better, perfect your craft, get in the, get in the lab, but don't but don't hold yourself back so you can play with lesser competition. I, I I'm not for it. Hey, I, I'm with you guys. I know it's like the new norm. There's even like a system to it, which kind of cracks me up. As you guys know, you know, is it? Yeah, there's a system to it. Uh, it, it you know, when it comes to, I mean, man, if we're gonna if I'm gonna stay true to my what I say, straight talk. You know, after the middle school, you homeschool them before you go into high school, so they can reclassify. That 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 that's one that's uh, a very a popular route. We'll say. Uh, and, you know, and not to put him on blast, but even my son's godfather was like, hey, you know, when's Malachi's birthday? I said, well, what are you asking me that for? He's like, you know, if I had to do it all over again with my son, 
you know, you know, I, I would reclassify. I was like, no, we're not doing all that. You know, my kids are scholar athletes. You know, uh, we're going to do it right. We're going to compete. First of all, his age didn't qualify for it anyways, because where his birthday is at. But I, it's something that for me, the part that I don't like is I know a lot of these kids that I've got to know. Great kids, great families, actually. And, you know, and, and I respect it. It's your son. It's your, you know, it, 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 you know, who am I to say? But I mean, you know what you should do. I mean, that, that you know, that's your son. But a lot of these kids, I'm thinking about one specifically that. You know, he's, he's a phenomenal kid with just a great scholar athlete, like literally scholar athlete. I'm talking about he's a 4.3 student, you know, and and, and, and the kid the kid's been held back, not one class, but two. He's actually a double hold back. And, 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 and one thing I just question is, you know, from a, a social aspect, how does that impact the kid if he does not if, it, if he doesn't make it? What about if the kid does not make it? Now you have a kid that's 19 and a half years old graduating from high school. I mean, it's, I mean, it's, it's crazy. And as crazy as this scenario that I'm thinking of specifically, this is a specific scenario I'm explaining. I'm obviously not going to put names on blast. Not going to get that, 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 that much straight talk on here, but just out of respect for the family, of course. But, but here's the thing. He's not the only one I come across, you know, quite a bit. And because uh, I know, because a lot of these kids, you know, between my three kids, you know, I know, you know, what grade they were in and, you know, and all of a sudden I'm like, wow, you know, how, how, how's, you know, I, I got kids actually that were, uh, that we, hate to say this, that we're with my older son. That now it's go, that Malachi is going to have to be competing again. So I'm like, whoa, how how did that happen? You know, so it's a uh, it you know it's, it's wild. And I'm talking about real specific guys. I'm talking. This is straight talk. Like I'm talking. I mean, so specific player, just crazy. And I, already, I already know some of the guys you're talking about, but we're not saying names. Um, yes. It's but you know what? I one I, I didn't know that there was a formula to it, and it makes sense now. It, it makes sense because I'll. I'll see random guys like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm homeschooling this year. And I, I'm like, oh, okay. But I get it now. It, it, make, it makes sense. Um, you know, I, I, I think with the, the whole holdback thing, it's really becoming – it's not something that people are hiding. It's like, no, hold them back. No. It's not, a, it's not a faux pas thing. It's like literally the thing to do. Yeah, hey, no, you're right. Hey, no, you're right. I look at people's bios on, on, on Instagram. All of a sudden, I see, you know, all of a sudden they're class of, you know, 20, well, in this case, you know, 2026. I said, I go, <laughs> I have my son coming here. Hey, look at this, man. You see this? And he's like, oh, yeah. You know, he, 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 he you know, he reclassified that. I'm like, oh, my gosh. I mean, and these are kids that are, are like really physically mature for their original class now holding back also that are good students. So I mean, it's not a lot of times it's not the kids' fault. So I'm not knocking the kid. It's just me, obviously the gu guidance and the influence that he's receiving and the counsel he's receiving. Odie, let me ask you a question. Since you're since you're in it and you're experiencing the AAU world and, and your kids are, you know, they're playing coaching, do you think a lot of times, uh, or not even a lot of times, kids that are being held back, do you think that it may be their parents trying to relive moments they wish they could have had through their kids or opportunities that they could have had through their kids? hundred percent. No, 100%. And that's the reason why I said it's not on the kid. Cause I talk to these kids. I build good relationship with these kids. These are good kids. You know, I mean, if I could be of value to them, whether it be, you know, advice with basketball, what I do know, or, you know, you know, business wise, or even, you know, academically, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm there for these kids. I mean, I love a lot of the, you know, there's so many great kids around here and talking to them, you know, and, you know, I'm up front. I mean, a lot of these guys, I mean, I know their family, so it's not like, you know, their dad doesn't, or their parents don't mind me talking to them, but I could tell by talking to them. And the, like I said, 
because they're comfortable with me because I, I I've established that relationship with them. So they talk to me like as an uncle, you know, is that uh, it really wasn't their choice, you know? So I mean, at that point, you know, you have an influential dad, uh, you know, maybe that's been successful in business or, you know, maybe a lot of them have been successful in, in basketball, you know, and they say, Hey, this is the route I wish I would have had, you know, and this is going to give you that opportunity to get that pac 12 or whatever it is scholarship. And like I said, it just really saddens me because a lot of times, it has nothing to do with academics. It's one thing if your kid has a, you know, a, you know, a, a learning disability or something like that from an academic standpoint, and you had to do right. that. But it's one thing, like I said, we're talking about 3.8, 4.3 students. I mean, there's actually, you know what? I actually had, and for people listening out there, I think obviously with my network, they'll probably put together what I'm talking about. There's actually a group that I, that I talk to pretty regularly that did go the whole back route and, 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 it's, and did admit that they wouldn't have, they definitely wouldn't have went that route if they had to do it all over again. Because it, it, it did essentially did not get them. It did, it did more harm than good is what I'm trying to get at. So just wanted to get your feedback. I didn't know, you know, it, it was going to be like a two to one, maybe one like the idea. I don't know. But no, but to to uh, to answer your question, you know, 100%. I think I think that's all uh, that's parents living vicariously through their kids. I think I mean, for me, too, just if I if I were to put myself in the kid's shoes and it's like, oh, I'm gonna hold you back so that you can get a better chance of getting a scholarship. It's like, man, do you think I'm weak or something? Like, <laughs> do you, you know what I mean? Like, am I weak? What's going on? Like, why do I got to go back? Why do I got to be in the ninth grade when I should be in the 10th grade? Right. It's yeah. taking a <laughs> taking a confidence out. It's taking a confidence out. And, and I feel like at some point, like going that route can drive the love out of the kid to play the sport. Yeah. You're going to have me getting lit up at lunch. Oh, you uh, hey. Oh. <laughs> no, hey, no, you're right. You're right. Well, here, I want to hit some quick topics here. I know that that, that, that one lit a little fire, but let, let, let's talk about this here. Um, give me your guys' take, you know, as, as of, you know, you know, recent news, you know, uh, players finally, I say finally, because this should have always been the case because we all know <laughs> college sports is a, huge business but you know players are now able to get paid off their likeness let me ask you guys what type of impact do you guys see that happen see that making uh i think i think i think a huge uh impact just because um i and 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 i will say we've been talking about this all week you know within our department i don't think kids really understand the benefit and how they can kind of leverage it um at, at this level uh i don't I don't see so much basketball benefiting at the JC level, but baseball, I think baseball is really going to have a huge impact because these guys are going pro out of CRC. Um, you know, we're going to have agents everywhere, you know, around campus. So, um, you know, it's going to, I think kids are going to, you know, become um, um, businesses sooner than later and entrepreneurs sooner than later. Yeah. I feel the same. I, I think if they, if they take advantage of it, it, it can only be, um, a plus or a benefit for them. Um, and, and I think it also can spark the idea of, of different businesses, different ventures that you can try to get into beside, you know, off the court while still playing. Um, I think it's great. But and also too, what I want to say, it, it's 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 a business now, right? Like it's always been we've always said like, oh, it's not a game, it's business. But if you're starting to give these guys access to to make money and do things like that, it's it's really gonna have to be approached by the player as a business. And it's gonna have to be approached like that sooner than later, especially when you get into those top high school guys like a Mikey Williams or something like that. It's business for them. It's good to finally see, uh, you know, these student athletes to be able to have the opportunity to 
finally tangibly see um, some reward for the hard work that they've been doing um, over the years and what they'll continue to do. Not only that, but even be able to, um, you know, monetize off of their other talents too, um, whether, absolutely, you know, yeah. drawing yeah, absolutely. or whatever. Can you imagine like a Zion Williamson during high school being able, or I'm sorry, even at, sorry, when you're at Duke, being able to get paid off his likeness, or let's say, uh, I hate to say it, but you know, the Ball Brothers, Lonzo at UCLA, or Jalen Green. Think about that. Jalen, he would have had the what the Unicorn Fam. You guys remember uh, uh, the Jelly Fam was big, right? Jelly Fam, yeah. and that was that was everybody wanted to do the Jelly, which is you know, all you youngsters don't realize all that is is a finger. Jelly. But anyway, anyways, but but everybody was Jelly this, Jelly that. Can you imagine if Isaiah Washington was able to get paid off that? I mean, that's yeah. Bam. I, and uh and uh uh Trevor Dunbar shift team. Yes. Like, all all of that. All of that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, here guys, listen, let's go ahead and you know, I always end all my episodes with some rapid fire QA. So we're gonna go through this really quick, but I actually got some different ones than I asked y'all before. Well, maybe I duplicated some and I just forgot. Hey, but it's okay, I want to hear it again. So some quick, quick uh rapid fire QA to end the end the uh, podcast with uh, best player you guys ever faced. Jamal Crawford, Ooh. Bill Ritchie, Carlos Boozer. Okay, hey, shout out Phil Ritchie, man. Uh, which which move is more unstoppable, the AI crossover or or the B or James Harden step back? Crossover, the cross crossover cross. Hey, a hundred percent. I like it. Who has the best handles in NBA history? Ooh. Good Lord, man. Uh, I have an answer for that. I, I can't even think. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of guys that had that handle. Um, I don't know. That's tough. Mine's, it, hey, hey, mine's it, Z. Hey, mine's it, Z. Isaac, the original Isaiah Thomas. Okay, original IT. I, I, I'll go with Rod Strickland, man. I really Oh, I just, Rod, yes, sir. I was yeah. thinking of Rod Strickland. I'm going to go with him because I, I really liked his handle. Yeah, well, you know, Kai got to be up there. Come on, man. Kyrie got to be up there, though, too, man. He, he, you know, uh, let me ask you this. Uh, <laughs> this going to be fun. Who's, who's the best player to come out of Valley? <laughs> um, I'm going to say, I, I've never said I was the best player. So, honestly, I'm going to say uh, Wayne. No, I'm going to say Wayne. Okay. It's, not, it's honestly between, I, and I've always said this, I'm on record saying this, between Wayne and Seals. Uh, that was pretty tough, and then and then actually back in the day, Mister Harrell, Mister was man. Many people don't know about Mister. If you know, you know. Mister was was some some different. You know, it's funny. I just actually had uh, a business me, meeting. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Just keep it real, man. Who cares about who's the best at Valley? I mean, it it was it was you know it was guys before me. It was guys after me. It was guys before. John, it was guys after John, it was guys after Wheezy. But um, if I'm a, if if we're talking about most impactful, I'm gonna give it to Wheezy. I'm gonna give it to Wheezy because Wheezy took it far further than anybody has took it. And if you look at it now, he's he's on the Pac-12 coaching staff, and it's all for the, for for Valley High anyway. That's that's true. Are you, are you talking about collegiately? He took it further. Is that what you're saying? Collegiately. Talking about just just when I when you talk Valley High, Valley High School alumni, because I, I look at it on the court and off the court as well. Right. Because that's what that's we true. 
that's what we want guys to 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 follow. And if you look at what Weezy is doing right now, I mean, you can't knock Lil Big, bro. big knock time, it. man. No, nah, no. Nah. Hey, shout out, Wayne. No, big time. Hey, Tony, this one's for you, man. Since I know you played uh, your high school ball in the Bay, and now you've been here in SAC for some time. Uh, which has better hoops, man, SAC or the Bay? The Bay. The Bay. Oh, yeah, we're going to leave that. Okay. All right. You about to get loyal to the soil, man. I'm just kidding. Hey, last one, y'all. Last one. And, uh, I, you know, I really want want y'all to leave these, uh, leave the leave the audience with something. But number one advice that y'all have for players um, who are headed to junior college looking to extend their careers and get to that next level. If, if, if you had one advice, you know, brought it down to just one advice, what would it be? Each of y'all. Uh, the next two years can can literally change your career. Take it seriously. The ball is in your court. What you gonna do with it? Compete, 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 compete. Day in, day out, in the classroom and on the court. I love it, man. I love it. Hey, y'all, this was a dope episode, man. I, I, I'm glad that we were able, you know, to put this together. Um, I, I mean, I, I definitely feel that this was, this was, <laughs> this was one. This was the one. This is the one with some solid, you know, man, beyond solid content, value, entertainment, and everything in between. I just want to thank all three of you gentlemen. I know you guys are all busy. I know Tony. Obviously, congrats, you know, on, on your on your latest blessing, man. I know. Uh, uh, Seals and, and Coach James, you guys were just you just wrapped up a meeting, so I just want to thank you guys for your you guys' time to uh, you know today and, uh, and and hopping back on the podcast. Hey guys, before I want to before we end out, just want to say you know hello to my lovely Lola Natalia Gomez, love you, and just want to thank you guys for joining me for another Straight Talk with Strayhand. Continue having a blessed day, guys. God bless. Thanks for tuning in to another Straight Talk with Strayhand podcast. And if you haven't done so already, click the subscribe button and make sure to follow him on Instagram at Strayhand, S-T-R-A-Y-H-A-N-D. And we will catch you on the next episode.